All right. Are you ready to make a podcast, Noah? I'm hella ready. <sighs> Good evening, everyone. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the Monkeys and Robot Suits show. And? And? The Robots and Monkey Suits show. <laughs> Let's pick up the energy here. It's been a long day. It's been a long week. We've been spreading the yogurt thick across everything. Oh, man. It's, it's amazing that this country is still here with the amount of yogurt we've covered things in. I'm, I am, like, drowning in yogurt. It's, I'm up to my eyeballs in yogurt. There's worse things. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. I don't know. Depends on the flavor. Yogurt, yogurt. Yeah. It's just, you know how, you know how with clam chowder, it, like if you just eat one spoonful of clam chowder in the middle of your meal, you're like, what the hell is this? This tastes like crap. But then if you, all you eat is clam chowder, you're like, actually, this is pretty good. Right? I don't know if I've had that experience, but I believe you. It's um, like you're in the chowder verse. I, wait, hold on. I'm just going to, I'm going to, in my mind, I'm going to have that experience for a second. Yeah. Imagine well, what else is on the plate. <laughs> Well, I don't know anything. You could have like, you know, um, shrimp or maybe like some other seafood, like some kitchen. Oh, yeah. This diner. clam chowder is really, really fucked up and weird <clears throat> with this shrimp. <laughs> I know. Right? Well, like, yeah. All right. Yeah. Let me... <laughs> or a burger. I don't know. Hmm. <clears throat> so yogurt is our safe word in case we decide to talk about anything that isn't uh, worthy of this podcast. Yeah, because really, I mean, just when life goes bad, you slather things with yogurt. That's the rule. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. So this this podcast is about is about uh, is about how the the world is a safe and beautiful place. And, <laughs> yes, and, and you can have a podcast anytime you want, even if it's all ten or eleven p.m. at night after a long day yes. when a lot of shit has gone gone. Gone. And, and we I don't may even have want to, to say. pause podcasting when the guards with machine guns walk by. Uh, you, you, you want some yogurt? <laughs> <laughs> I have some tasty yogurt. Yeah, that's. It when tastes we're like planning freedom. our escape from this concentration camp, we say, you know, like whenever the guards are coming, we say yogurt, and then we just pretend like we're talking yes. about like cigarettes yogurt. or something. This, yeah, this yogurt tastes like like diversity and inclusion. Oh no! It tastes like <laughs> it tastes like freedom. <laughs> <laughs> oh no oh no oh, gotten off to a bad start um I think we're doing pretty well uh anime tell me about that do you watch anime i was actually gonna ask you so here's the thing about anime i don't watch anime and i don't know if i've ever put in the amount of effort uh it takes to become a fan of anime because okay so i've seen anime like so you're saying it's like chowder if it's the only thing on the plate then i like it but if i'm if if i'm eating shrimp (laughs) and watching anime i'm like what the fuck is this no um i i i mean so i'm i like like a good like a good film nerd like i love miyazaki films and stuff but but i i've never really gotten in deep to the world of anime and you are somebody who understands that world and i feel like i feel like anime is one of those things where our generation it's just 
it's part of our generation. Everybody, everybody loves anime. You either love anime or you don't really understand it. I think that's something that our generation is, and younger generations, is just a part of it. You think? I you agree. Think that's true? Yeah. And and what I've seen is that anime is almost becoming this sort of universal language. Um, you notice <laughs> that people, if you see anime avatars on Twitter, that could be like a right wing person. It could be a left wing person. It could be like a centrist neoliberal. Like everyone just speaks this anime language. It's the it's the last thing that really holds this country together. Yeah, it's. Uh, I guess so. I never really thought of it that way, but I, I think you're right. I think when when I'm online and I see and I see anime avatars, I don't know. I don't really think of much because I don't know if I understand anime. So this is my question for you: Like, how do I? Let's say I'm anime curious. Like, where do I dabble in in animeism? All right. Well, I have a really good answer to that. Yeah. Okay. The first thing you do is you watch at least one episode, possibly all, of the anime FLCL. FLCL. Okay. Which is pronounced footy footy. And 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 so like, to, but to get me started, because I I kind of want to know what I'm getting into. Like, why is this the the easiest? Why is why is this the gateway drug of anime? Because it is the weirdest, um, most bizarre, out there, crazy, sensory and mental explosion of anime that you will ever see. So this After- is not. You say this because you know me, not because it's it's the best anime for everyone to get get interested in. Exactly right. But right, I, I but I'd also recommend the same thing to everybody. Uh, <laughs> not just because I'm a troll, but also because I see. I I love just smacking people in the brain with something completely utterly new that they've never really thought of before. I don't hmm. like to ease people into things. I like to assault people with new ideas. Yes, that's true. You definitely like that. I know you. And you do like to assault people with ideas. Sorry. <laughs> um, okay, so I'm going to watch this FLCL. I'm going to be like, holy shit, what the hell did I just watch? I've got to watch more because it's so unlike anything I've ever seen before. I, it, um, You know, when it comes to animation... It's it's quite a genre of filmmaking or or art. I should just call it art. It's quite a genre of art, and it's one that I never got into. And it probably it comes from, it comes from, it com- probably comes from being a kid and watching cartoons and the fact that everything is animated. When we were when we were kids, cartoons were pretty much for kids, which is ironic because cartoons in the nineteen forties were for adults, right? So, like, when we were kids, cartoons were for kids, and then animated series was seemed like a very youthful thing. And as I got older, I, I had an appreciation for an- animated films and animated shorts, but they weren't something that I was going to devote a lot of time into. And I don't know why, because there's a lot more, there's as much or more art and art direction that goes into animated film than 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 film than than traditional film and i think that anime is is a what is what would you call anime is it a genre of film is it a style of animation what is, what is it um it's a style it's um it's style really it's neither because when people say anime what they really mean is just japanese cartoons and right. uh people will you know um 
there's certain stylistic conventions of Japanese cartoons, but these conventions often change, and Japanese animators violate them all the time. If you ask Japanese people what anime means, they think it means just any cartoons. So when I went around Japan asking people, you know, what's your favorite anime, the most common response I got was Simpsons. All right, yeah. Um, what? <laughs> okay. Yeah, exactly. So, so when we say anime, though, we just mean Japanese cartoons, and right. Japanese cartoons are stylistically diverse. Yeah. It's a country more than a genre or a style. Yeah. It's like, you know what they call Thai food in Thailand? Food. They call it food. Yeah, that's right. Oh. Uh, that's I right. see. So, so, so when it comes to liking anime, it's all about, do you like Japanese cartoons? Well, that's got to be pretty broad. I mean, there's a lot of different types of Japanese cartoons. It's really, but really broad. I, and I the think, stuff that most of the people, most of the anime fans like, I don't even like. So the most I'm, common type of anime that everybody likes is something called shonen, which means young men's anime. Mm-hmm. And so this is like, you know, fairly upbeat and often cheesy cartoons about like ninjas and superheroes and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, Naruto, for example, or Bleach, right. or these are shonen anime. And Full Metal Alchemist, I'm just tossing out names. These are anime that I don't really enjoy, but that are by far the most popular in America. Right. Okay. So, um, are, so you're into more grown-up, more adult anime, or what, what would you say? I'm into essentially the equivalent of the stuff I'm into in terms of like movies. I like, mm. you know, really well-made, uh, really well-made normal stuff, but also weird stuff. So, FLCL is just bizarre. So, so, so what's like the godfather of anime? What's, ooh, that's a really damn good question. What's the godfather of anime? Yeah. I would have or, to say probably something, probably monster. Or is, the, yeah, monster, okay. So is there like, and then is there like a Star Wars of, of anime? Oh, yeah. Like um, some, some, something that like is kind of cheesy, but like everyone just agrees is, is awesome, except maybe the later stuff is just terrible. Well, the, something the like equivalent that. to Star Wars has got to be Gundam. Um when you think of anime, you think of giant robots fighting, right? Or I think of really cute ghosts. <laughs> really <laughs> cute ghosts. Yeah. yeah, or something like that. Um, maybe really cute ghosts, but I think that most people's iconic image of anime is of giant robots. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And, and giant and that comes from a TV series called Gundam, which has mm. spawned a million spin-offs and whatever and it's just about giant robots fighting off into right. space right right like giant robots that transform into jets and and go to other planets and stuff like that yeah. well, these robots use swords these are sword oh, they, fighting oh, right. robots sword sword fighting robots <laughs> energy swords it's like l- robots yeah. with lightsabers sort of. <laughs> right. robots with lightsabers i i tend to think of like like uh um you know princess mononoke or um mm, that's right or um, uh, Spirited Away, um, Ponpoko. Miyazaki. Uh, Miyazaki, yeah, of course. Right. I mean, the, those, are the, those are the films that I'm likely to sit down and watch like all the way through and at the end cry or whatever. <laughs> but Have you seen ha- Grave of the Fireflies? I have, and I definitely cried. <laughs> cried a and lot. I always, I, some, for some reason, I always see people on social media saying, I'm watching Grave of the Fireflies, and I'm like, have you seen it before? And they're like, yes. Why are you watching it again? <laughs> it's so painful. It's so awful. It's so, so sad. Um, but uh, but I don't want to ruin the ending for anybody. Because <laughs> it'll ruin itself. <laughs> Everyone dies. <laughs> Nothing. I mean, 
No, it's the ending is the first scene in the movie. Mm. The first scene in the movie is right. everybody dies. You're right. You're right. You know it's going to happen, and it's just and you and you let yourself think that it's not going to happen, but it's, <sighs> it's going to happen. It really is a sad movie. It's like let's put like a bunch of cute characters in it to make it not so sad. But that just makes it worse. More sad. What mm. I mean, what's the second saddest movie of all time? The second saddest movie. I don't know. <laughs> wow. I thought our podcast was supposed to be about upbeat things. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, Grace the Fireflies taught me one thing. What's that? One big lesson. <clears throat> Do not start a total war. Do not start a total war? Do not start a total war. Do not engage in total war. It is really a bad... All war is bad. Yeah. Um, but a giant war that, like, you know, blows up the entire world is even worse than a normal war. Yeah. <clears throat> no, it's... Uh, yeah. Well, you shouldn't start any war. You should eat yogurt. You definitely should not. That's right. Yogurt, make yogurt, not war. <laughs> eat yogurt, don't make war. Make yogurt, <laughs> not war. That's, yes. that's good. Yeah. Um, and so that's all right. So let me want me to tell you a story about anime and how it uh, it changed a man's life. Okay. And tell it tell it slowly. Don't don't go too fast. Our listeners want to want to hear it too. We want all to enjoy right. it. All right. So the story is this. It's about my brother-in-law. Now my brother-in-law uh, grew up in a trailer park to a teenage single mom. And no one in his family had ever been to college, ever. Uh, however, he enjoyed anime, and in the high school anime club, he met my sister, who also enjoyed anime, and they fell in love and got married. And now, he just graduated from a top law school and is now becoming a lawyer as the first person in his family to even go to college. Thus, anime is the key to, you know, upward mobility in the economy. That, it's the anime. It's, it's the, anime. the anime. It is. And, uh, you know, if I, can, if I can wax eloquent for a second and dramatic and say silly things, because uh, <laughs> it's kind of late at night, uh, um, what anime does is it, it, it is something that can resonate with people across class and identity barriers. Mm. That's why it's become this universal language, because it doesn't have any of the valence of our culture wars and of our class system. And so if you're rich or you're poor or you're, you know, a educated, however educated you are, or, you know, whatever race you are, or wherever in America you come from, or whatever religion you are, you can watch anime and it, and you can speak that language with other people uh, who come from completely different backgrounds because you have this common context of anime which is completely removed from the context of America and our own hierarchies and battles. Hmm. That's such a nice way of putting it. And when you go to an anime convention, you meet people from all walks of life and you're just, it's almost like family. It's like, it's just something you share with these people where otherwise you would have shared almost nothing with them. Well, it's a nice way of putting it. Upward mobility and a universal language. That's right. Who knew? <laughs> it's, the answer is that simple. 
Yeah. It's all about robots with energy swords fighting in outer space. Exactly. We come together and appreciate those and really cute ghosts. And the other day, um, the, so, so Japan has this, this giant Gundam, which is a robot. Um, I saw that. I saw that. Yeah. I saw the video that like they had to speed up to like four, four times the four times normal speed. Cause otherwise it was too slow. <laughs> <laughs> it's really slow. Yeah. Um, well, I think it's cool that Japan, like there's people in Japan that appreciate it enough that like, you know what we need, like we need a statue of Liberty, but like a robot statue of Liberty. <laughs> we need a, <laughs> this is our statue of Liberty as a flying, flying robot. Well, there's something intellectual about uh, about anime. I don't know what it is, but I know a lot of intellectual people that are into it. I remember when I was in high school, there was like an anime club at my high school, and it was full of like all the really nerdy smart kids. Um, and like some people thought that I was in it, even though I wasn't, just because maybe I hung out with some of those kids some of the time. But um, but like it, it follows around, I, I guess, because it takes a it takes a level of understanding. It's well, no, because you said anyone could understand it, so maybe that's not it. I don't know. Maybe there's just something intellectual about it. I mean, there's intellectual things that you, you, you know, there's like, um, you know, references to things and puns and other intellectual stuff. But even if you don't get any of that, you can just enjoy it on a very basic level. So, what's like anime that I can watch with my wife and so that we can both get into together? That's a good question. What does she like? What does Dana like? Um, well, she's not she's not super into like she's not into violent stuff. She okay. doesn't really like watching violence, um, okay. but she does like we like we watch a lot of we watch a lot of like um, I don't know. We just watched Fargo, so we like clever storytelling. I think hmm. clever storytelling and good characters. Clever storytelling, good characters. Well, there's a genre of anime that's also a genre of Japanese media in general, which is uh, girl buddy stories. And (laughs) with all due respect to Thelma and Louise, I feel like America has very few stories about two female friends making it in the world. It's true. Buddy stories are great. Everyone loves a buddy story, but there are not very many female buddy stories. Except there's a lot. There's a lot in Japan. There's a lot in anime. There's a lot in Japan. And so, so for example, uh, Nana is a famous anime, which is just about um, a country girl who comes to the city and meets a big city girl who wants to be a musician. And then uh, they live together and they're like, you know, opposites and they are just trying to like find love and careers and whatnot in the big city. And so, so that's kind of about story. nothing. It's about nothing and everything. Yeah, I mean, it's just about life, right? It's about it's about these mm. friends, and oh, it's about roommate culture, which which is something that until then was not popular in Japan. It's about living with other people your age who aren't in your hmm. family. That's kind of interesting. I mean, so much TV in the U.S. is about cops, or it's about <laughs> That's true. doctors. Like doctors and cops pervade American television for some reason. We uh, we. We glorify their their lives and jobs. I mean, we really. I mean, not not to get too yogurty, but like we glorify the cops here. Um, and and I think the idea of having a a TV show about two friends, like it would have to be a goofy sitcom. It couldn't actually be like a good story. It would just have to be a dumb sitcom if it was about friends. 
Well, there's Broad City. Broad City, but Broad City is goofy. Broad City is goofy, exactly. That's that's all it is. It's just just goofy stuff happening over and over again. It's rare that you actually have a good story, like a, a, a clever, good story about two friends that's a TV show. It's like, why would you make a TV show about normal life? There was this show, um, there was a show on HBO um, a few years ago called Treme. It was all about New Orleans. And yeah, I don't, I think it got canceled because I think one of the reasons it got canceled is because it wasn't really about, it was just about people putting their lives back together after the, the hurricane. Like that's what the show was about. And at a certain point, it was just about people living their lives in New Orleans, which I guess people were like, where are the cops? Where are the doctors? You know, it's like mm-hmm. not enough of that. And, uh, and so it, so it sounds like there might be anime in Japan that is just about people living their lives, which is kind of cool. I, I think that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Then, and Japan is also pretty good at slice of life things. And I think, uh, yeah, I I really like slice of life stuff too. Um, slice of life, like what slice is slice of life? Of life? So like, uh, you know, there's um, like I'm trying to think. There's fancy slice of life stuff like Ozu. Have you ever seen Ozu films? No, I haven't. Okay, it's just like people living their life. Or like, uh, <laughs> have you seen the movie about Schmidt? I have. Yeah. Well, that's that's like an Ozu type film. And, oh, uh, okay. Yeah. It's just like a guy and like Yeah, you're right. There are shows like that. There are shows just about people. Hmm. That's right. Um I think one of my favorite TV shows on earth is Atlanta. Have you seen that? Yes. And Atlanta is kind of about a person living his life, but it's it's uh I mean it's it's about it's about a lot of other things too. It's about um uh Oh, I mean, it's about it, a lot of things. It's, it's about a lot of things. It's about it, the black working class. Yeah, it's about the black working class, but it's also about him as a comedian and his, his what he's saying. I feel like that's kind of what that show is. But for the most part, it's about the black working class and picking yourself up when you're down on your luck and stuff. Great show, though. One of my favorites. Oh, yeah. No, that's that and Kim's Convenience are just the two tv shows that keep me sane in this world have you seen kim's i haven't okay i I highly recommend kim's convenience it's a canadian sitcom about a family with a convenience store i will check it out it's really good so i've been spending i've been i've been trying as hard as i can to figure out a name for a a thing (laughs) i've like I don't. We haven't told the zero podcast listeners that we have about our thing yet. No, no, I haven't. I'm, I'm not going to talk about uh, that thing. I'm just going to talk about the process of naming a thing. All right, and, do it. And like how I, I, I still don't know exactly how a name comes to me. I still don't like. I feel like the best names that I've ever come up with. Well, you know, it's it's always been different. Sometimes I force a name that I don't like and it ends up working. Sometimes I sometimes I don't force and I don't think about it at all and it just comes to me and it's a great name. Um, and I don't know if the thing that I'm trying to name now, I don't know what it's going to be and I don't know if I should force it. Like, so Yogurt. I, I, 
Name you, it you, yogurt. You, you, you mean need yogurt here? Okay. Uh, no, well, no, be, I mean name it yogurt. Oh, name it yogurt. Okay. <laughs> name it yogurt. Um, yogurt? Well, maybe I could name this thing yogurt. So I played in this band, and we were, we took a long time to come up with the name, right? I know, we talk about bands a lot. It's one, one thing that I did in my past a lot, so there's a lot of experience there. Um, and we couldn't come up with a name. Man, we went through some really, really bad names. I think for uh, at one point, we were going to call it Okapi Ferrari. You know, just because, like, why the fuck not? Okapis are cool, and so are Ferraris. Um, We ended up calling the band Turbo Lightning. We named it after a pickup truck. (laughs) Like, literally. And it turned out to be a great name because no one could forget it, and it was bright and colorful, and it was fun. But at the time, it really felt forced. And I wonder if... I mean, you've had to name things in your life, right, Noah? Occasionally, you, you you came up with no opinion. How did you do that? Well, I just thought about my name and then a pun on my name. Puns, okay. I really like naming things after puns. Um, you know, so so our thing. We can talk about this later. Puns that we might use. But when yeah. I when I hit you up with names for this thing tomorrow, you're going to get a lot of puns. Okay, puns. Yeah, puns are one of those things where it's like, okay, they're very dad joke, and they can be great, and they can be lame, but I'm totally, I'm totally open to hearing them. Um, uh, I, I, I guess I think what I'm, I'm trying to think of, I'm trying to find the word that doesn't exist at all, that that sounds totally off the wall that would actually work. I don't know what that is. I feel like there's something out there. But Schlimbat. Yeah. Sh- like something like Schlimbat. Like something <laughs> like like Flim Flam. Like uh Do you like, know I once found getting off this topic for a second, I did find uh, that's the, okay. the funniest word in all of human experience. And I've used this word. When I first thought of this word, uh back when we were at Stanford University, I was sitting in a dorm and I suddenly thought of this word and I laughed for an hour straight. I just couldn't stop. Do you remember what the word was? Oh yeah, and I've used this word, you know, <laughs> time, time and again <laughs> to make people just collapse in laughter for extended periods of time. Are you, um, you, so this word has a lot of power to it. It is. It's is this the, the word that you want to say right now? Are you sure you want to say this word? I don't know. It's too powerful. <laughs> it's a very powerful word. I'm not even sure I know what it is, but um, <laughs> it's too, uh, I'm, a, I'm a bit afraid it. of it. I'm afraid. I don't know. That- <laughs> you should be. Our listeners, our our zero listeners, might not be able to take it if they're driving a car right now and you say this word. I could cause like <laughs> dozens of deaths from even with zero listeners. You but know. you could save us from a war. Also, you might That's true. might save us from a war, depending on who's listening. If the right people are listening, if all the people in charge just said this word instead of actually going to war, we there's no one in charge. There's no one in charge. That's a good point. There's no one in charge. Eat some yogurt. Eat some yogurt. Eat All some right, yogurt. Are, do you want to hear the funniest word? All right, let's, let's let's hear it. I'm bracing myself. I have All both right, feet on the floor. Both feet on the floor. All right. The word is butt tits. <laughs> butt tits. <laughs> butt tits. <laughs> but- <laughs> Wait, I, I made the mistake of visualizing that. <laughs> but it's, 
It's a pretty funny word, but it's, <laughs> but it's, it's so nice because it's got that sort of, it's got that sort of palindromic, palindromic-ish thing, palindromish. <laughs> it's a... Uh, yeah, if you th- spell th- it backwards, tits, it actually spells yeah. tits butt. Tits butt, yeah. No, that's false. I just made that up. <laughs> it sounds right. It sounds good. No, it's got a, it's got a very, there's something... Um, it's Euphonious. not even a, it's not even uh, alliterative it's just it just it just does it rolls off your tongue but it doesn't it's it's but it's it's, it's but it's <laughs> and it's even better if you just you know blow out some air in your cheeks and you say it like but it's but it's <laughs> <laughs> I, I i don't know i can't really say it i'm afraid if i say it then i'm afraid if i say it with all my might you I could don't kill know with happened. laughter yeah. Just go up to Dana. Just go up to Dana and say, hey, Dana. And Dana turns out and you say, butt tits. Oh. Butt tits. My cat is laughing right now. <laughs> I've never heard my cat laugh. See? Most powerful word. And you thought of that. That's what you did at Stanford, huh? And you <laughs> studied right, physics and thought it. of butt tits. <laughs> Stanford's a magical <laughs> place, man. Huh. Um, what we need are protests and signs with just the word butt tits, and that's the, the only chant is butt tits. <laughs> <laughs> butt tits, butt I mean, hell, if you're going to promote any message. Oh, man. But having a podcast, it sure is a fun thing to do at 10, 11 at night after drinking. No, no, we have not been drinking. You have not been drinking. I have not been drinking. I can't <laughs> speak for myself here. All right, I've been drinking. So, you think people have been drinking more be- uh, because of COVID, because of shit that's been happening? What's what's the deal? Uh, people yes. drink more oh, no, like people, at home, right? Like every every store just has like a giant wine rack. Well, I have. I mean, because okay, here's the thing. So, I heard that as soon as the lockdown happened. That and I don't know if this is true. You might know if this is true. That it it got really easy to get a liquor license all of a sudden, which doesn't make any sense to me. Like, why would restaurants care about getting a liquor license if nobody can eat at the restaurants anymore? But I heard, and I I mean I don't know where it came from. It was like a rumor that oh, it's easy to get a liquor license. That anywhere will sell you liquor. You can actually go to a restaurant and buy liquor and take it home, or something like that. So why would why would all of a sudden all the stores be like? shilling liquor to everyone and since i don't really drink i don't drink at all but like i i never i don't know what's going on i don't know if there's any re- like you can go out to restaurants and drink now but i don't know if people are drinking people are must be still drinking but they're not drinking in a social way because they're in quarantine so what is the alcohol consumption in this country like is it just a bunch of people drinking alone in their homes uh let's find out um let's type it in you're consulting the internet. More than usual. Yeah, I'm consulting the internet. It's concerns about excessive drinking. Wow. We've run out of things to talk about. We are searching the internet. <laughs> Dude, I I had plenty to talk about. It was just, you know, mostly buttons. <laughs> um we'll never run out of things to talk about. What are you talking about? We I don't have, think we will ever. No, we won't ever. We have infinite subjects. We don't need no stinking internets. That's but right. I, I, I do. was about to give like a 45-minute speech about how like how anime has to do with like American sexuality <laughs> and like you know youth and the progression of human life and how blah 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 blah. I was going to go on this whole monologue. 
Oh, we can book in the show with that. Yeah, we could. Oh, yeah, we could have me do like a little. Actually, that should be one of our things. Like Noah just goes on like a extended like rant, and then we just say like, "Well, we're done." What well, one of the things about this podcast is that we are both like more than capable of going on rants that last forty five minutes or longer. We can. We both can do that. You can probably do it in a more captivating way because you can speak more intellectually. I just talk. I just blab. It just happens. I've, I've thought of big theses. You've thought yeah. of big, I thought you said it first. You thought of big feces. I've and also, I've, like, I've <laughs> too. Yeah. It was, I, you know, so yes, you have big theses. That's that, that and is something. Theses. See, I don't even have a thesis. I'm just wandering through the dark with my mouth open. <laughs> be careful things might fly in <laughs> i know and they do and then i'm like oh shit <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, so what so what'd you find out are people drinking more what's going on is covid is 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 there covid alcoholism i stopped looking after about three seconds since i was okay, bored that's all right. but yes let's <laughs> let's assume that there is i only had one glass of wine that's <clears throat> I was thinking like people don't do any like now all socializing is uh, on Zoom, which is interesting. Um, I now actually hang out with people that I I hang out with old friends that I haven't seen in a very long time because we hang out on Zoom when we wouldn't have hung out in real life, probably because it's been a long time. But right. uh, that's that that's kind of a cool thing. We're about to go into another lockdown. I have a feeling. But um, where? Oh, I mean, like it just looks like Europe is going into a lockdown. Like it's everybody okay. is talking about how the how the U.S. Actually, this is this is my dumb theory: is that uh, it seems like everybody in the U.S. wants to go back to the way things were. Like people are like, "Covid's over; it's time to go back to drinking in bars or whatever." Yeah. Which, well, you can be done with Covid, but Covid ain't done with you. Yeah. So that's. That's what makes me think that we're probably going to get another wave, <clears throat> probably come just in time for the <clears throat> yogurt convention. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to come just in time for the yogurt convention. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. That's going to be a giant heap of yogurt. You know, I always wanted to make a Japanese comedy sketch in which there's this gang, like this Yakuza type gang, who mm-hmm. runs around called the Yogurt Gang, the Yogurutogumi. That, uh, he- Wait, you have you? This has been something you've been wanting to do for a while. Oh yeah, like decades. I've been wanting to do this, and like the yogurutogumi <laughs> will just go around threatening people, and people will just like cough up whatever they want because they're so scared. And it turns out that if you defy them, they have the ability. They go like yogurto, and then like chant that several times, and then they blast you with like fifty pounds of flying yogurt. It's like the ultimate martial art is the ability to blast yogurt, and um. <laughs> The only ones who can stand up to the Yogurutogumi are the Batakai, which is the Butter Gang. And the Yogurt Gang and the Butter Gang have like a rumble, and they unleash so much yogurt and butter at each other that they bury all of Tokyo underneath yogurt and butter. Oh, man. They start a total war. Total war. And people starve. <laughs> no, I mean, they have all the yogurt and butter they can eat. They suffocate. Oh, that's true. So it's not a sad ending at all. It's not no, a sad not. beginning and ending. It's like, it's more, it's less like Grave of the Fireflies, more like Akira. Have you seen Akira? I have seen Akira. It's like that. That was, 
that was my introduction to anime, really. And I was pretty stoked on it back then. I just didn't have the patience to get more into it. I think anime is one of those things where as a, like a 12-year-old boy, I'm like, this is, this is for me. This is my thing. <laughs> but part, I was partly smart, too smart for myself. I, I was partly thinking, you know what? If you go down that rabbit hole, Jeff, there's no coming back. And then you will just want to watch anime and do nothing else. And I was kind of like, I, I, I got to focus on other things in my life. And, uh, and, and maybe I'm regretting it now. Well, I, I watched almost no anime at that time in my life. So, mm. you know, and, and I don't really watch that much now. I just, I like to bullshit about it. Yeah. Well, no, it seems to be kind of ubiquitous. Like I said, on, about, with our generation, especially on the internet, especially on the Twitter. Yeah. You're going to learn, man. I'm going to. I'm going to introduce you to anime. After you watch that first episode of FLCL, everything else will seem normal to you. So there's a new Flaming Lips album out. Have you heard it? No. What? There. I think it's a new one. Either that, it's just, or it's in the new. It's in the new listings, and it's not new. But I thought it was new. Here's the thing. So here's the thing. So I listened to. It. I was like, I got so excited to listen to a new Flaming Lips album. And then I put it on. I was I was trying to drive somewhere. I think I was driving with my wife to like we were driving to the beach or something. And I tried to put it on, and it was way too slow and like way too mellow. And I forgot that like that that's kind of a thing for the Flaming Lips. Is every couple albums is like one that's like really you got to be stoned in order to like. I think. But uh, maybe it's not actually a new album. Maybe it's an old album that they re-released or something. Huh. All right. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna get it. But I mean, like, even their really really mellow stuff, you're still into it. Uh, I, it's a different mood, but yes. Yeah. I, I guess there's so much flaming lips that you, you, you no one is going to be into all of it. I know you're a big fan, but um, I feel like sometimes it's just yeah. Anyway, I was excited to see it. You should check it out. We should, we should talk about it. I want to get your oh, thoughts. Yeah. And I, I will take another listen to it. But sometime when I need something really mellow in my life. I think that I, I'm, trying to, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to train myself to like finding music on Spotify. Yeah. Do you, what do you, do you use Spotify? I do not use Spotify, actually. What, what do you use? Uh, nothing. I just use YouTube. I discover music by reading your Facebook threads. <laughs> right. <laughs> Um, so, well, I, 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 for many years, I stopped trying to discover new music because I thought maybe I had discovered it all, but then I realized that that's, that's really a pompous thing to, to think. So uh -huh. I decided I was going to try to discover new music and Spotify. I tried for a long time to use YouTube music and Google music and Apple music and Pandora, and they just Unfortunately, they, they didn't offer the selection that Spotify uh, offers. And I hate Spotify. As, as somebody who kind of fought in the, the, the streaming wars, fought, fought on, the, on, the, on the side of the artist, I fought for the artist, it's really hard for me to, to suck it up and, and open Spotify on my phone. But and Spotify the, won, right? They defeated the artist. They defeated the artist, yes. The, the, the artist never stood a chance. Never, really. Well, um, and, um, and in some ways, Spotify has made things better for artists, but they did it in a kind of shitty way. 
but um, one of the things I liked about YouTube music is YouTube is basically just YouTube music. Anything on YouTube you can get on YouTube music, I think, is that YouTube is not really a gatekeeper. YouTube, anybody can put anything on YouTube, and that's what's great about it. It's like total democracy of anything. Spotify, Spotify has to decide whether what you give them is music or not. You can't just put anything on there. Um, and I don't like that, but at the same time, it means that there's sort of a there's a standard level of quality that you're going to get on Spotify, which if that's what you're looking for, then that's great. But anyway, I've, I've tried to get back into the discovery of music and it's been really hard because I'm just an old guy and I get really fickle when I can just skip a song. Like I, I, if I can just skip a song, if I can just skip an album, it's like, I don't want to listen to any of them. Is, is that like, what the fuck's wrong with me? Hmm. Am I just am I just fickle now? Like, because back in the day, uh, we're going to do one of these back in the day. Back in the I day, I love back in the day. Back in the we day, have, when you know you, what? When we do this podcast for real, when we have like an established flow, we've got to have segments, and one of the segments yeah. is called Noah rants, and mm-hmm. one of the segments is called Back in the Day. Back in the day, when you put on a record, you had to listen to the stuff you didn't like in order to get to the stuff you do like. Like, I mean, sure, you could skip a song with a CD, but chances are you're just going to eat your vegetables and uh, and enjoy the entire record. At least that's the way I thought. I'm like, I'm going to eat my vegetables. I'm going to enjoy this entire album, even if it's got some duds on it. And I feel like now it's like, who, who, like, nobody eats vegetables anymore. Not in the music world. There's no vegetables. It's just, it's just all, it's just all ice cream. Everybody wants ice cream. And that's what makes all music kind of, all pop music, and now this I'm going to really sound like a get-off-my-lawn dude. It's like pop music is just all about finding hooks that, that you like instantly. And that makes it really hard to like anything in the ways that I used to like music. Like I used to like things that was really hard to like. I used to, I used to like stuff that took a long time to get used to, like stuff that was actually an acquired taste. Yeah. 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 No, I and I miss That's how you find your identity. I miss being forced to listen to stuff that I th- not stuff that I didn't like, but stuff that I didn't quite like yet and find a way to like it. I mean, remember when you'd have a friend that would give you an album and they would say like you're not going to like this first, but give it a few listens and you'll be into it. And then you you do that and like w- once you hit that point where you're like, "Oh, I hear what you're hearing and now it's really good." And everyone else is like, that album sucks. So I, no, no, no. You just don't understand it. I feel like there's none of that anymore. Like, who listens to music in that way now? No one. It's a dead culture. But back in the day, it was different. Back in the day. <laughs> End things, segment. <laughs> things were all better. Um, all right. Well, so do you want to end it with Noah Rance? Okay, let's do Noah Rance. All right. Here we so, go. So anime. Do I have what? any part in Noah Rance? Do I that I get to ask questions or? Yeah, yeah, this, of okay. course. It can't just be Noah Rance. You, Do I just you get to make, heckle you? In fact, the, Noah Rance could actually just be me saying like one dumb thing and like uh-huh. you just you just ranting about that. But it was technically my rant. So okay. Yeah. So all right, anime. Um, Japanese aesthetics are different. Japanese culture is different. And what I've observed most consistently about people. Um, about uh, people who like anime, the thing that they seem to like the most is the sexuality of anime. And it's interesting because anime sexuality has changed in the 
you know, 80s anime, everyone was just like fucking in the anime. And like now it's, it's very, very cleaned up. It's very sanitized. You don't like, unless it's dedicated, like anime about sex, you do not see like fucking, you know, maybe some people like share a chaste kiss or something. And there's been a progression of D of desexualizing it, but the, but, but what it does show is that, uh, wimps and dorks are attractive, not just male wimps and dorks, but female wimps and, and dorks as well. People who have, you know, who have non-traditionally attractive personalities or bodies or whatever are not, are, are attractive. It's like you see some shrimpy guy and like all the girls like this shrimpy guy, but you know, or like <clears throat> something like that. And, um, and of course it goes for girls too, like I said, but, um, I think that people in America grow up with this idea of sexuality, at least in high school, of you've got to be tough, you've got to like fight people and be good at sports and all these stuff to like so that people like you. As a guy, as a girl, you've got to, of course, doll yourself up ridiculously and you know, that's the traditional American high school sexuality, right? Mm-hmm. Like, am I wrong to say that? No, that's that's about right. It's what I what I've always despised, but yeah, yeah that's what I, it I hate it too. And um, and you know, people play that game, and then, um, and then some people forge. There's there's alternate sexualities that people forge, like, um, you know, like you like like hipster sexuality and stuff. But then, <laughs> but then, anime sexuality is different because it's just like there's no there's no real social status aspect. Like you 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 can have sex just because you're a person that's all it really takes and of course in the real world when you get away from like stupid high school cliques that is really all it takes all you have to do to actually have sex and have a good sex life is to just be a person and just find the other people who for some reason like you Mm -hmm. right like it's it's not actually that hard of a thing but people have tons of hang-ups based on the stupid competitive dominance status-based sexuality yeah like there are there are people like there are people that want to have sex with you. Like whoever is listening to this, there's people who want to have sex with you. Yeah. Like, it's true. <laughs> it's amazing. Like, like I know you believe that it's, that it couldn't, that people could not want to have sex with you, but yes, they do. <laughs> um, yeah. So like, um, so anime has this down. Anime has this down and, and people who didn't like their youth because they felt that our, competitive and aggressive domineering culture robbed them of the chance to be a sexual being during their teenage years or whatever. Mm-hmm. They often feel that, you know, anime in some way gives them the idea of a second chance, of a second youth. Yeah, well, that's that's a cool theory. I, you know, it's, it's funny because that's such a, at least in America, that's such a universal thought. I feel like everybody... If that if you have, if you don't feel that it's almost like there's something wrong with you, and by that by feel that I mean you feel like there's something wrong with you that would make people not want to have sex with you. Like maybe you're not in shape enough, maybe you're too fat, maybe you're too skinny, maybe you're too nerdy, maybe you're too lonely, maybe you're too whatever. Like there's always something about you that makes other people not like you, and it's it's so it's so shitty because it's not true. Right. And and the fact that even the most even the sexiest people on the planet still think this about themselves 
in America. Yep. It's true. I mean, there's probably some people who think that everybody wants to have sex with them, but those people are just, those people are, yeah. I mean, even those people probably have like deep down insecurity issues that, that make them think that or whatever. But so anime is giving people a new youth. It's making them relive something about their youth, which is getting it on. Which is getting it on and not even just getting it on because like in the modern anime, you don't see people get it on. Mm-hmm. But um, it, it's not the 80s anymore. But um, but it, not even that. It's it's the idea that people, it's the idea of being desirable. Yeah. Well, that's what getting it on really is. It's just being desired. It's just desiring each other. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Well, that's, a, that's an interesting aspect of of anime so there really isn't even in the grown-up anime there isn't any sexy time Hmm. oh i mean there is some but like there's anime that are about sex in which people have sex but like Mm -hmm. most anime you know in the when it was a niche thing in like the 80s and 90s like and and i guess i i think cartoon cartoon porn is really really weird and I, I don't know if I'm alone in thinking that. I just, I, I, I can get it. I, I understand it, but I just, like, I've never seen it. I, I mean, well, I'm, you know, well, whatever. no, no. I mean, like, you don't have to have seen it to, like, think it's like, I mean, you know, it's popular because there's a lot of it, but, like, the idea that I, I don't want to watch actual humans do it. I want to watch cartoon characters do it. <laughs> I mean, like, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe it's awesome. I don't know. Maybe those cartoon characters can do things that humans can't even dream of. Yeah. <laughs> I don't <laughs> that's know. What makes I, it so great. I never. I was never into porn, and you know the the porn and the anime, which is called hentai. I've never even seen ten seconds of it. Yeah. Never seen it. I don't yeah. know what, what is even in it. <laughs> I assume it's dumb, but yeah. like, you know. um, for me, it was a little, it was a little different, but I did feel that tug of, um, I did feel that tug of that alternate youth, getting to have the youth that you mm-hmm. missed because America's full of assholes. Well, when did you get into anime? How old were you? I didn't even really. It was, you know, I was in college. Mm-hmm. Um, my friend Peter Chang showed me some anime. I had seen a little bit when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. But then Peter showed me like several series we watched, like Evangelion was the most famous one. Hmm. We watched like, you know, three or four others. And um, we often got pretty stoned while doing it. And, uh, and it was great. Um, it, it was one of the things that motivated me to move to Japan. Hmm. Which we'll have to talk about more on another episode, I think. Oh, the, definitely. The why, well, why you moved to Japan and why I did not. I was... I was going to move to another country too after after school, and I, I chickened out. I went to become a rock star instead. You know, with our country collapsing around us, there's still time. Yeah, yeah, I guess if they'll let you in. If they'll let you in. If the, if the, this country will let us go anywhere. <clears throat> oh, I mean, if they'll uh, if they will let us eat yogurt. If they'll let us eat yogurt. I'm ready for some yogurt. All right, man. Everybody, well, good night. Thank you for joining us. Enjoy your yogurt. And <laughs> yogurt. And butt tits. And butt tits. <laughs> good night. <laughs>